That's when I realised it wasn't chocolate. Mate, what? It's recording. Oh, mate, just press play, just press play. Welcome to Explore the Podcast, where we chat faith, life and adventure. Hello, it's so good to hear that incredible jingle. I think it just sounds perfect. Would you both agree? Uh, I mean, yeah. it's, it's good, but it's, it's not quite part. Wow. <laughs> Don't be bitter. Don't be bitter. Doesn't suit you. Sorry. Um, we had an incredible time with Ben Cutting, uh, doing a bit of an in- interview with him. Um, he's from Intro Outro. We really encourage you to kind of go and check them out and all the amazing things they do. Uh, but we're going to kind of jump to that in a minute. But first, in honour of Ben, in a lot of ways, we have been talking about maybe if there's a, a potential that we could do some challenges. And Arthur uh, has pretty much talked himself into doing one. Yes. Um, you'll hear about it in the podcast really soon when he kind of asks Ben about what his favourite vegetable is. And then he decides um, that he, like what kind of a superhero he's going to be. Do you want to explain a little bit? We asked Ben um, about his favourite vegetable and then said, would you dress up? as that vegetable and he said yes um and so in honor of, of ben and maybe ben will do it as well um but i'm gonna dress up as my favorite vegetable for 24 hours my favorite vegetable is a carrot the costume has just been ordered um and i will do it very very soon and you're gonna film a, it aren't you yeah so there'll be a video on our youtube channel very very soon of me <laughs> 24 hours as a carrot nice. that's the tagline Someone talk, yeah, indeed. Need to watch that one. I think I might have a roast that day. <laughs> Please, I'll be honest, carrots are not my favourite vegetable. I'm sorry, but no. Bugs really. Bunny would be really good. <laughs> 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 we also thought that we could maybe try and uh, kind of do a challenge as a three. Yeah. And we kind of need your help to decide what we think is best. So, Kirsty, do you want to share what the challenges are? Yes. What are the choices? So, both of them are for a day challenge to do certain things. So the first one is to wear your clothes inside out for a whole day. Which I, th- I think on the surface maybe doesn't seem that bad, like, you, you know, t-shirt, whatever, but I think when it gets to, like, pants. Yeah, coats, like... Are we including shoes? Oh, I, yeah, I don't think you can physically... My shoes don't turn inside yeah. out. Maybe that means we don't socks. wear any shoes. We do socks. Yeah, maybe you don't wear shoes. For the whole day. Let's wear shoes. Um... <laughs> But yeah, everything apart from shoes, inside out for the day. Yeah, so that is one of no them. No explanation as well. You're not allowed yeah. to go around and tell people why you're doing it. You no. just do it. Indeed. And the other one is every five minutes throughout the day, we are going to lunge. <laughs> wherever we are if we're in a shop or if we're in a meeting if we're yeah on the street in the car will be an interesting one but, <laughs> but we are going to be lunging every five minutes again no explanation you're physically going to have to stop driving yeah it's going to be a good effort to be fair um but the, the, the important thing is that um we're going to film these um, and they're going to be available on the YouTube channel, Explore Faith. But we need you to vote which one you want us to do. Yeah. So help. tell us on Instagram um, or on social media which one you think we should do and we'll get it done. Um, and we'll record it, put it on YouTube and you guys can check it out. And then tell us how ridiculous we look as, <laughs> as we do it. Join us as well. Like, feel free to dress up as a carrot too, if you really want to, or, you know. Or any other vegetable of choice. Yeah, yeah. Other, uh, other vegetables are available. Yeah, <laughs> other vegetables are available. Um, but yeah, enough of our ridiculous challenges. Over to the podcast with them. Welcome to another podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us. We're joined by 
guy called Ben Cutting. Ben is an absolute legend, a YouTuber, um, social media sensation. Um, ben, can you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, well, after that introduction, that's going to be <laughs> difficult to, <laughs> to hit the heights of that. Um, that's normally how I introduce myself anyway, so you've actually taken uh, most of yeah. it away. Now, I, um, my name's Ben Cutting. I work for You For Christ as a digital evangelist, uh, which means I get to tell uh, amazing young people about the good news of Jesus in all sorts of crazy and creative ways, mainly through, through the world of YouTube, but using other social media platforms as well. Amazing. So good. And so we thought what we'd do, based on the fact that you've done some quite ridiculous things on YouTube, um, that we're going to play quite a fun game. Uh, And the game involves us asking you a question, you being really honest, and then um, we'll just have some fun, basically. So what is your favourite vegetable? Um, Anyone that knows me that is listening to this podcast will know I do not enjoy uh vegetables at all is, <laughs> is 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 a tomato a vegetable well we'll go with it we'll go with it well i say that's a fruit we'll allow, we'll allow yeah, it we'll allow allow it. It. Oh, please please allow it you say it's a fruit right they don't eat it as a fruit you don't you just like go get a tomato and just, <laughs> just eat it like, like, yeah, like in a salad so i'm not yeah. it's a salad it's it, it counts as a vegetable counts as a vegetable. right okay. thank now, goodness right, anyway um so what is the minimum you would be willing to be paid to be Tomato Man for the rest of your life as a superhero? Uh, I think I'd do it on a voluntary basis. (laughs) I honestly love tomatoes so much. I feel like I represent, like every meal I have something tomato, maybe maybe not breakfast. I love chips, but I'm, I'm not ready to be chip man. Do you know what I mean? You're not ready. You're not ready. <laughs> yeah. What, I feel would like... your, what would your superpower be with Tomato Man? What would you, yeah, what would be the superpower? That's a good question. Um, Unlimited ketchup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like instead of like, you know where Spider-Man like flings out his webs? Like, I just, I just wander around restaurants being like, are you right for ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> just literally like... You know, I, like the other day, I, I, um, as I was recovering, um, I've been not been very well for the last few few weeks. And uh, whilst I was recovering, someone bought me a McDonald's breakfast, and in the bag there was no ketchup, and I'd run out. Yeah. And it's like, am I prepared to even have a meal without? <laughs> so in that situation, I feel like kept like Tomato Man. Yeah. Honestly, comes Mate, he. Comes <laughs> if you put Tomato Man in that moment, that would have been the best. Yeah. Been exactly. Like- yeah, it would have been sorted. There yeah, which is why I think I do it on a voluntary basis. Fair so enough. I'm, fair enough. I'm ready. So go on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> okay, so we've got another one now. In, in a previous conversation we've had, is like I have a fish tank and I fish. Um, so the my question to you is, what's the minimum you would get paid to carry a fish tank with you for a whole week? This is Kirsty trying to get rid of her fish. Yeah, so. <laughs> this, is me trying, yeah. this is me trying to find a new home. <laughs> I I feel like, again, it's the type of video that I would do anyway. Like it's, it's exactly the type of thing that, like I can see that now on a thumbnail 
I carried a fish around with me for a week. <laughs> and, and straight away, I'm like, that's a phenomenal video idea. There you are. <laughs> and, well, you're welcome. And, you're welcome. and if, we can, if we can absolutely make that happen, then I'm 100% up for it. But also, that's I'm good. not, I have killed some fish in the past. Not like as in, that sounds really like as in my pet, okay. my pet, I'm my pet fish, my pet fish have died in the past yeah. when I was younger. So yeah. well, we can do a collab. We can make that happen. Mm. <laughs> we'll make that I will happen. carry around a fish for, for a week. There you are. Yeah, that sounds interesting. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so your last one is, um, what would it take in order for you to wear your pants on the top half of your body and your top on the bottom half of your body for a whole year? Like, how much? And, and if you tell us again that you would just really need to get to it, you know, I, it's just, right Yeah, I'm so sorry. That even as I'm saying it, I'm like, I don't, I honestly don't think it would take that much. <laughs> um, I maybe no, maybe a bit more than than the other than the are other you ones. The, are you the person in school who like as soon as someone said the dare word, you were like, yeah, let's do it, go. Yeah, I was in school. I was pretty. I went to school mainly for social stuff, and and I and I <laughs> I sort of quite enjoyed the attention, um, which led me on to this job really. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and so yeah, if if people. I remember trying to backflip into a, a pile of grass cuttings that that did not go well, and and just because somebody said, "Oh, do you think you could backflip off the bench?" and I'd watch my brother do it at gymnastics, and so the two of those things, I was like, "Yeah, I think I probably could," and it it, <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't go well. Um, so, but I think yeah, I think maybe maybe thirty three thousand pounds a year or for the year thirty three grand, and and some added benefits. What, why? Well, things like yeah. things like com company car, dental, <laughs> dental thing. Just, I'd always like to have one of those. You know, like those American jobs that, like, oh, we'll give you this amount and a company car and yeah. dental plan. And so, I feel like this would be my opportunity to really sink that in and be like, right, if I've got a, if I've got to wear my my boxers on the top half and my t-shirts on the bottom, then then I'm gonna I'm gonna get my dream job. <laughs> Salary. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think they'd let me. You could be like me. Amazing. Well, um, you, we've mentioned different bits of, of YouTube and all those things. Do you want to tell us, um, like how you got into what you do, um, well, what you do and how you got into it, um, and and a bit about who you are and, and your faith. Yeah. Um, so uh, my, uh, I've mentioned my brother. My brother has been a huge influence on me and particularly in, in this world. And um, growing up, he he's two years older than me. He is a phenomenal human being. He is exceptional at everything. Uh, he's the type of person that picks up a guitar, plays something, sings it. And it's like, wow, you could go into music. And then we were, I remember being at a Delirious concert when I was 16, He's, he was 18. And um, we, we, it was at a leisure centre in Milton Keynes where we grew up. And we got a bit bored, forgive us, we got a bit bored during the Delirious concert. I know that's a, that's a bold statement. And so we went, we, we, we went out to the foyer and there was a disgruntled arm wrestling group who had moved out of the sports hall into the foyer. And they were clearly annoyed that the Christians had sort of taken over and being like, well, thanks for kicking us out. And uh, me and my brother were sort of watching them train. And uh, 
I had a I had a go. They were like, oh, do you want to have a go, lads? And I had a go and got beat instantly. Like, literally, I thought he snapped my arm and I was like, oh, great. And then my brother uh, stepped up against another guy and he ended up beating him. And the guy was like, he's the current UK champion. <laughs> and we were all like, we were all like, sorry, what? And this guy, <laughs> like, the leader of this arm wrestling group's face was like, wow, we found, we found a gem here. And I was like, oh, so, so who was the guy, um, who was the guy that beat me? Like, he must be a big deal. And he was like, oh, no, it's his first night. It's his first night. He's, he, he's a total amateur. And I was like, oh, great. And so my brother then trained for a year and a half and went on to become, uh, went to Japan two years later to compete in the World Arm Wrestling Championships and brought home a, 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 bronze, a bronze medal. So um, for anyone expecting him, hoping that he comes on the podcast at any point in this episode, I'm really sorry, you just got me. But he, um, so that's the type of brother that I grew up with. He was just exceptionally good at everything. And in particular, he set his trade to uh, football freestyle and doing fr freestyle tricks. And um, so he got, he started to get better and better at it. and. And we then, I basically started to film him. I loved making videos very casually. I, I remember making, you know, just silly videos that I sent to school friends and uh, and made for my mum's birthday and all those sort of things. And then I started to to make videos for him, filming him in, in various places around the world, doing his tricks. And then we uploaded them onto YouTube to embed them onto his website. And basically what happened is that YouTube effectively took off and he sort of was on the YouTube boom when it when it happened and so therefore he became bigger and bigger and um, and yeah he, he then has gone on to do great things and, and been very successful on YouTube and and my then life sort of whilst it was parallel with him and I supported him through editing videos for a little while longer and then ran some of his social media accounts even whilst I was a, a youth pastor I went off and, and decided that I wanted to be a youth pastor um, and, and that, was, that was the direction my life was going in. And then fast forward about eight or nine years, which is now four years ago, uh, we were at a festival called Soul Survivor, about 10,000 young people in a, in a tent. And uh, I was there as, as a youth pastor. My brother was there as a volunteer youth pastor. And uh, we, we were camping together and our youth groups were hanging out. And, and on the last night, the guy from the front was like, look, if anybody here wants to follow Jesus, then come up to the front. And these two lads stood up close by to us and we, you know, everyone starts clapping and is buzzing and, and these lads actually didn't walk towards the front, they walked towards my brother. And so we were all a bit like, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> they they recognised him from, from YouTube and so they came up to him in that moment and asked for a selfie and he handled it brilliantly and was like, look, lads, I'll, I'll be by the football cage later, come and find me and we'll chat and um, it wasn't the right time. But something in that moment shifted in me and I thought... I love my brother to bits, but he's not the savior that these young people need. Like I, he, he's not their Messiah. And so something within me shifted and I thought, how on earth do we, do we live in a world where actually we are influencers naturally because we post stuff online, but then actually how do we push them beyond who we are as influencers and onto Christ? Mm -hmm. And so I, I took, uh, I took that back with me to my, to my youth work, uh, youth work. I was in Jersey in the Channel Islands at the time. And so I took that back and set up a, a very small, a very budget youth YouTube channel that went beyond the walls of our of our 20 strong youth group. Um, and, you know, it didn't it, it went 
island wide it started to get into the schools and teachers were sharing it and young people were sharing it on the school bus and and, and we created videos that told young people explicitly the good news of jesus but in a relevant fun way and um and, and we got up to about 150 subscribers which for us was was great in in two years and uh, but but people were watching it and it was engaging with it and young people were were coming to the youth group and coming to churches on the island across across the island through it and um and, and that was when both worlds of, of youth work and my history with social media and, and YouTube really collided. And then I, I saw a job. Uh, I'd been in Jersey for three and a half years and was and had some young nephews um, who were growing up and wanted to be closer to home and, and wanted to come back to, to the mainland and um, and saw this job at, at Youth for Christ and and thought, yeah, this is this is great. I really hope that that this works out. This is exactly the sort of stuff that that I've done and, and got experience in. And so, yeah, I applied for it and, and that was May 2019. And so, yeah, two years on, um, here I am. Because I, I met you just as you are about to start, I think, um, at, in, in the May or April 2019. And I remember you yeah. being really, really excited about what was coming. Mm -hmm. um, and having so many ideas about the sort of stuff that you'd be doing. Like, mm -hmm. just yeah. look, it, looks, it looks amazing. And it's so much fun to like see you just have fun yeah, and like, yeah. just enjoy yourself. Mm. Do you want to share some of the things that you like, Clinette's intro outro is the channel that you kind of do stuff on. Do you want to share a bit some of the content that you do and yeah, what kind of stuff you do? Yeah. So um, we, so two years ago when I, when I started, we were, we were coming up with, with, with names and, and working out what the channel would look like. And, um, and as Arthur said, I, I, I met him for the first time two years ago and was, and was so excited to get started. But my boss, who is, is called Grace, and she's absolutely wonderful. She was walking around basically being like, oh, this is Ben. He's our new full time YouTuber. And as soon as people <laughs> say that, there's like this pressure of people like, all right, well, what, who are you? Like, what have you got? What, where, where's your catalogue? Yeah. And I didn't at that point we were walking around. I remember walking around Big Church Day Out for the first time, only having a trailer up. And she was like, oh, this is Ben. He's our full-time YouTuber. And I was like, whoa, let's just calm down a little bit. Like, let's work out what we're actually doing here. <laughs> and yeah, we started off with, with a channel name of Heads and Tails. Tails spelt like as in stories, T-A-L-E-S. And um, we were going into a marketing meeting the next morning. This was back in the May. And, um, and they were like, right, it's going to be Heads or Tails unless you've come up, you know, you've got 12 hours to think of another name. And so <laughs> see what happens. And um, so I walked into this marketing meeting having been like, I just don't, heads and tails just doesn't feel right. And then it just came to me as I was walking in, some would call it a, a sign from God. Others may just say it was just a crazy idea that I just was like, please give me a name that isn't heads and tails. <laughs> and I came up with intro outro. And so I remember walking into this meeting and they were like, oh, so is it heads and tails or is it something else? And I, I said, oh, actually, no, 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 it's intro outro. And they were like, oh, we like intro outro. That's great. Yeah, we'll go with that. What does it mean? And I was like, oh, um, yeah. Uh, hmm. And then like again, like this moment of total madness just came to me and I was like, well, it, what we want to do is introduce young people to Jesus and encourage them to live it out. So it'll be intro, outro. And so that is... That is the ultimate the basis of the channel. We make crazy videos that are fun. Sometimes it's about just 
um, drawing personality and, and allowing people to grow in relationship and getting to know us. Other videos, we are much more explicit about who Jesus is and helping young people explore. And um, yes, yeah, so we've done all sorts of videos right from the basics of who is Jesus? What do we need saving from? Um, is God, is Jesus mad, bad or God? Um, what are you going to do about it? Does God, uh, does a good God, why does a good God allow suffering? Right through to videos where we, we um, got a giant inflatable park on the water and we did a video called The Prodigal Run and um and we just did some crazy running <laughs> activity event and then off the back of that um i interviewed my brother about you know the prodigal son story and and, and what does it mean for for christ to to be in your life and and the father to love you and um yeah and then we, we did a video um on trust where i got a friend who's a tennis coach to serve tennis balls at a water bottle on my head and um, obviously it, it, it goes wrong and he let me down. And we, we basically spoke about the fact that, that friendships do let you down, even though he was going for the water bottle on my head, friendships sometimes let us down, even though they don't mean to. And actually there's one relationship that will never let us down. And that is, that is Jesus. Um, we've done other stuff. Me and Arthur did one on, on uh, so I'm, I'm a celiac, which means I can only eat gluten-free food. And so we, we did a, a challenge where where we could we basically tested to see whether Arthur could work out what was gluten free or not. Uh, and again, there was no there was no gospel message off the back of that, but just custard um, custard creams are incredible when they're not gluten free. When they're gluten free, <laughs> they're horrible. Yeah, I think you you felt That's a lot of my enough. a lot of my pain that day. You really sort of Some felt of a lot of my pain. Like lemon drizzle cake being better for gluten free. Mm, you did enjoy the lemon drizzle. That was that was one of the good ones. Uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed the video you did where you I think you were playing slip and slide football and yes. um, that that nutmeg that that had honestly that was incredible. The uh, greatest yeah. moment. Uh, a lot of people <laughs> asked, was it was it was it planned? Like did it was it rehearsed? Like it was totally. So it's one of the things that we're big on on the channel, which is which is a really difficult thing to get the balance of. Because so much of what you see on YouTube is is planned and is is staged, and you know particularly if particularly you know even you watch trick shot videos, you don't see the the five hundred attempts, you see the one that goes in, and and YouTube is a picture of that. You know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of chat behind the scenes. Even the boxers, you know, they put on a front when when YouTubers start boxing each other, they put on a front of how much they hate each other because they know it will bring out. The, the crowds and the money and people want to see more but actually they're the best of friends off camera and so there's so much um yeah so many issues i guess around authenticity and, and what does it mean to be real that actually what 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 we try and do on the channel is really just put out an authentic hey we're gonna we're gonna film a video this is what happens um and, and that's really hard to 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 balance sometimes i remember a few weeks ago we played we did a round of foot golf as things were opening up and, and me and my friend, before we, we started to film, we just prayed like, God, would you would you just allow this to be an incredibly fun video? Like we don't want to we don't want to go back and have to redo any of the holes or, or re, you know, take any shots that, that don't work or, you know, all of that stuff. And, and actually from from that, we got such a, an amazing video, you know, people falling over because of the weather, <laughs> amazing shots on the last hole, like it coming, you know, people him being ahead and then me coming back. So yeah, really trying to desperately get this 
level of authenticity and, and and what you see is what you get because on a lot of other stuff you you don't you don't get that and so um yeah we're really trying to be real and really really trying on this journey to introduce young people to jesus and encourage them to live it out a video you mentioned that you've done before which um i've watched as well which i, I really like is you kind of talking about um like the, the kind of how, how do we deal with suffering and um when we know there's a good garden i think you talk about waiting a little bit and um, just this, I, I, I think for, for us, the whole idea of this explore thing is that you know, faith is for exploring. Like we can't just get the answers straight away. We can't just get there. We can't see what someone else has done and it make the decision for us. We have to go through it for ourselves. And I think suffering maybe is, is kind of one of those things. Like we've got to explore with faith what that means. Um, have you? Is this thing? Is the things that maybe you found from exploring, um, as it were, that that you you would say you were surprised about with faith? Does that question make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think for me, it's it's how. I think my biggest thing is how much of a difference Jesus makes in my life every single day. Mm. I, I think that you know, I, I grew up in a Christian home, and I made the decision to follow Jesus when I was when I was five years old. That was because I I, I was on the bottom bunk and my brother was on the top bunk, and two nights before, he prayed the prayer with my parents and he got a notepad and a pen and and back in the day a notepad and a pen was like an ipad and so i was like, <laughs> kirsty loves a notepad I, do, I, 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 I have heard to be honest i have heard on the, on the previous episodes and so I, I i basically i didn't want to go the direct night after so i thought i'll be tactical about it and I, so i waited a, a, a second night and i was like mum i'm ready to I'm ready to pray the prayer, which in so many, in so many ways is wrong. But again, you know, I was five years old. And so, um, so I prayed the prayer and, and they weren't expecting the turnaround so quickly that they hadn't gone to the Christian bookshop. So I was left so disappointed afterwards that there was no notepad and no pen. So I, I, I prayed a prayer when I was five years old and then I was baptised at 16. And, and I remember, particularly in school, you know, going through, I, I was bullied horrendously in, in school for, for being a Christian, uh, particularly by a, a, a girl in, in my year who was bigger than me and, and scarier than me. And she just made it her life's mission to, to bully me to the point after our last exam on the final day of the, of the year when I was 16, she squared up to me and she said, are you, you know, do you believe my dad came in to do assemblies right throughout my secondary school. He was the this Christian schools worker in my area. She came up to me and was like, do you believe what your, what your dad says? And she squared up to me and she was taller and, and, and scarier than me, as I said. And, and, and as I was getting ready to answer, you know, people were gathering around and I was like, this is my opportunity to, to live this out and to, to tell my friends that, that I'm a Christian. And they knew, but like, this was my moment, <clears throat> excuse me. And, and as, I, as I began to, to, to answer her, she headbutted me in my nose and, and popped it and I, and, and I ran off crying. And so it was not a good witness at all. But I think there's all these times where I look back on my life and I, and I see God's goodness in it. And, and I see the journey. And particularly as I've got older, I've, I've seen more and more how God works and moves and, and guides me, particularly around job and, and future and, and what's going on. But, but then as I've got older and, and hopefully a little more mature in my faith and becoming more like Christ, which is what I'm desperate to do, I think there's a real level of of actually you don't just look back and see where God is working you actually see every single day right this is this is something that I want to explore today like God I, I want you to lead me today I want you to 
to, to get me through today. I'm, I'm anxious about this. I'm, I'm terrified about that. Like, I don't, I don't know how I'm, how I'm feeling at the moment. You know, even as, as I said, I've been, I've been, I mean, I've had tonsillitis for, for the last 10 days and been bed bound, but all these questions start to come into your mind of like, what did I do wrong? Am I being punished? Like, do you still love me, God? And it's reminding myself of the truth of the Bible and saying, no, 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 actually like, God, you are good and you are with me in this and you and you as I lie in my bed and, and eating fromage phrase like you are good and you love me and you are right here with me and so it's not just and so therefore now I'm out of it I can look back and see yeah God you really kept me but actually right in the midst of everything that's going on he's always with me and he's always walking with me and and I think that for me I remember Tim you said about the the journey it's you know it's not necessarily we get caught up in the destination we get fixated on it and and actually the journey is the adventure and 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 using using you know being with Jesus in relationship with him and walking with Christ every single day is is a is a phenomenal adventure and I and I absolutely love it so good I love I love the idea that you know we're looking back we can see like like you've come to explain it we're looking back we can see what God's doing actually in the now like you you can you can choose to look for what he's doing and join in and, and it can be so exciting and surprise you every single day and um, some of the things that he's got you doing like it, with your youtube channel like i don't know whether you were, ever would have looked at it you know when you when you when you got your notepad i don't think you would, would have ever been like right this is what it's going to look like for me um and yet what an exciting adventure like what what an incredible um like opportunity you're kind of living out and that's really cool it's, it's epic and i think one, one of the things that i've noticed um and you mentioned your brother a little bit um and and him like getting big on youtube and some of that involves um it mean is it professional footballers does he get to play footy with like some professionals what what's that like have you ever met a professional footballer yeah i have i've met, I've met a couple in my time yeah so i've if they play for Arsenal, they don't count. I think. <laughs> yeah they're, they're not professional <laughs> at the moment um, <laughs> i we, we had quite a quite a bizarre experience where um we so fernandinho from manchester city is uh, is a committed christian and um my brother has, has done some work with him and my dad uh my dad does some driving jobs on the side which sounds like the mafia but it's just he drives for like <laughs> the, the, the baftas or the gq men of the year and, and so is he a good driver <laughs> He's a he, honestly, he's a phenomenal driver. I think I've seen that film actually. Did, did Jason Statham play? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's based. It's based on the uh, yeah the Christian schools worker who does some part time uh, part time driving. So it's quite it's quite an epic feature film. And um, he yeah. So my so my dad met Fernandinho's um, agent, and, and my dad is is a Christian. And, but obviously, when you're when you're driving for for people, you 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 can't. You know, there, there are certain rules that you can't just, you know, when they get in the car, talk about your faith. But if conversation comes up and, and they bring it up and, and and so she brought up the fact that she was was a Christian and, and my dad started talking to her. And then turns out there was a connection with Fernandinho. And so we got invited to Fernandinho's house because of my because of my brother and, and he was going to do some tricks and, and various things. And I remember turning up and and it was basically at the time this was I think it was about four years ago, but every Brazilian under the sun was was in Fernandinho's house. So I'm talking Coutinho, Lucas from from Liverpool. Uh, you had Raphael, the Manchester United right back at the time, um, 
and and we I was I remember walking in and I was like oh like I'm a huge football fan I mean I, I support Arsenal so there was no Arsenal players there because they're all up north but but I was like oh my goodness this is insane and then he took us through to the the, the movie room and some of the lads were playing FIFA and they were like oh do you want a game and I remember sitting down next to Cortinho and I was like oh my goodness and I was like Ben <laughs> This is never going to happen, you, you, like ever again. You have to play as Liverpool, and you have to like you have to be Liverpool and play as Coutinho on the game whilst you're playing against Coutinho. <laughs> did you, did you score like, Coutinho against Coutinho? Could you imagine? Like I wish, I wish I could say it was a 90th minute winner. But again, I try and be authentic in all I do. I think I got battered. I think they beat me. I got battered about seven-one, and I think I scored a, a corner from a header. So, um, a header from a corner. So, yeah. But but moments like that that I find myself in, I'm like, oh my goodness, like how how on earth do we end up here? Um, yeah. And and going along to to shoots with my brother, and um, yeah, just various different situations that you find yourself in, and you you look around and. Uh, you know, I went and watched him at Wembley a couple of times and you get into the VIP and, and Steven Gerrard is, is just wandering around and I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is, this is insane. Like, it's just, yeah. it's just madness. So uh, there's been some pretty cool, pretty cool moments. What, what's, so what's that like? How, how do you just like have mad fan? Like, do you just go into fan mode and go autograph, autograph? Or like, <laughs> how, do, how do you approach that situation? I... To be honest, I try I always, like I, I get a lot, I try and live as much as I can. Like my dad is a phenomenal human being and, and I've learned a lot from him over time. And he's, you know, as with his, as his relationship has developed with Fernandinho and, and other professionals and uh, just, you know, through hanging out and, and getting contacts through his driving. And he's always excep exceptionally good that he, he's, he's got this rule that he never asks for anything if they offer and he can make it then then out of courtesy he'll accept but there's there's always this rule of you never you never ask for anything so he's not going around saying oh can I have a picture can you know can I prove that I met you you know he's just very very casual and so so when I meet people I I try and treat them like human beings yeah. <laughs> but also I'm like come on this is <laughs> this is a moment that I'll that I'll never forget so um yeah there's a, there's a fine balance definitely you don't ask for anything, but did, did you say to Coutinho, like, you need to subscribe to intro <laughs> At the time, I, I actually, I didn't have intro outro at the time, but I think he, um, he still, I think he still subscribes and, and follows my brother on Instagram and, and they, they connect occasionally. So, um, yeah, there's still sort of a connection there. That is so cool. That is so cool. So, so I, um, let's just say hypothetically have this dream that I would love to be a superstar YouTuber. And um, you know, I, I want to try and make it in the in the industry. And uh, maybe I'm speaking on behalf of, of people who are listening. I, what what would you say if if that was me? What 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 would I need to do? Like, how do I get into it? Um, is there anything you've kind of learned while you've been doing it that maybe you could pass on? Just before you answer, Ben, I believe in you, Tim. Thanks. I <laughs> yeah, I, I've, got, I've got three video ideas <laughs> just from today. Absolutely. I um yeah, I think. I think for me, there has to be, there has to be a level of like, you love what you do. Like, I think if you get into this because you want the fame and the followers, mm. I think you're, you're going to be quite quickly let down by the, by the challenge of how difficult it is to get, to get 
famous and followers on YouTube. Most, and, and this is not to, to downplay anybody's dream who are thinking, oh, I want to do this. I think if you, if you have a genu genuine love for making videos and you're making content anyway, then upload your stuff to YouTube so the world can, can see, you know, obviously if it's appropriate, so the world can see it and, and engage with it. That's a great way of doing it. I think so many people that I see really, really give it a go, even, even over this last year, particularly with the pandemic, you know, at the, at the start of March, 2020, people come out the woodwork of I'm starting a YouTube channel. Our youth, our youth group's gone online. So we're starting a YouTube channel for them. And then you, you see even six months later or, or a year later, I can look back on some of those channels and, and there's been no upload in, in eight or nine months. And, and I think what happens is, is sometimes it's, it's a, if you, if you belong to a church or your, your church minister is putting pressure on you because they need the views to make it worthwhile. That I understand the difficulty of that. I, I, I felt that pressure when I did it locally as well. But I think there has to be a level of we're not in it for the views. Mm -hmm. I, I have to remind myself of that every single day that I am, you know, whether whether this takes off or or whether this doesn't, like I'm not in it for for Ben Cutting. I didn't get in it to, to make me famous. I've always been content behind the camera. And I think that contentment has grown to me desperately wanting others to, to find Jesus. And so I want to do it. And I want to tell young people about about him in a way that's relevant and, and fun to them. But I never, ever got into this to, to be famous or to or to get a following that would that would look attractive. Of course, those things help. If you are, you know, I remember as youth workers, we used to say sort of create a buzz or go where the buzz is. Like if you can do that online in particular, then then your channel looks more attractive. Everywhere I go, when people introduce me, oh, this is Ben, he's a YouTuber, straight away, how many how many subscribers do you have? Mm -hmm. And when I have to turn around and say, oh, I've got 2,000, the, the disappointment on people's faces, they're like, well, you're not a YouTuber, you've got 2,000 subscribers. And you always get one kid who's like, oh, that's really good, he's giving it a good go. Like... There's, there's levels to this game and, and there is like, there's, re there's a real, real challenge to, to get into this game. And I think what I've realized is even after two years of consistently uploading a video every single week, whether I'm on my sick bed or whether I'm off on holiday, like consistently every single week we've uploaded a video. Sometimes we've done twice a week when we've done more um, topic based stuff. Uh, once one Christmas in 2019, we did Vlogmas. So we did a video every day. Like it is really, really difficult coming up with ideas, creating constantly. And, and for me, there's, there's this thing, which, which isn't talked about enough. And we, I think Brene Brown come up with the, uh, who's uh, some amazing American woman who's so wise. She came up with this, this thing called vulnerability hangover and we adapted it. And, and every Thursday at four o'clock when a video goes live, I face this thing called a vulnerability hangover where my my life has gone into this video, been poured into it, and that's gone live for, you know, and, and at five past four, people are starting to ask, okay, what's next? And I'm like, well, hang on a second. Like I've just poured everything into that. Like that's my absolute masterpiece and it is everything. And, and straight away the world moves on so quickly. So then straight away we're thinking, okay, what's next? So in those moments, I have to remind myself of the truth because they're the moments most where I feel vulnerable and I can feel like, oh man, I failed. This video didn't do as well. And I have to remind myself of the truth of I'm not doing it for me. I want, you know, even if one, if it gets one view and that one view leads to a young person moving on the, on the spectrum from, from naught to one in their, in their exploring faith 
or it moves from a, from a one to a 10. Like I'm not in charge of, of the scale that they move up, but actually I'm called to produce faithful videos that share the gospel. And, and that's what I want to continue to do. You mentioned there that you create like weekly, like weekly content, like uploads them every week. Like that's a lot of ideas you have to kind of come up with. And like, I, I say, you seem like you have a lot of fun doing it. I, my favorite is still the one of you going through the 500 meter um, tunnel or like, on a lilo that's so random and like they seem like crazy ideas how do you even come up with them that's what I want to know yeah it's um (laughs) I think I've always been quite an outrageous ideas person and I think like like that really you you sort of you see what most people will see as a tunnel and think oh there's a tunnel I didn't know there was a tunnel there I sort of see it and I think okay like is there a way that we can explore the tunnel like is there a way that we can kayak through it or and get a a, a unicorn lilo involved or like or or, like that's what really goes through my head but but I'll be honest (laughs) over the last over the last year with the pandemic my own personal struggles and battles with life uh, and and there are there are days and weeks and, and months where I look back and I think man how did we do it how on earth did we did we come up with content and that was fresh and relevant I look back on on the last year and I'm just it 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 just makes me so thankful to God that he is good that he is faithful even when when I'm not even when I am broken and in the midst of 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 real battles with with what's going on in the world and and the pandemic and and loneliness and all of those different things and some of it we some of it it was appropriate to share on the channel some of it was appropriate to let young people into that other times it's not and you know there is a there is definitely an appropriateness to it but it's again when we're it, it, it's a real fine balance between feeling those things and then when the camera goes on being like hey you know we're back we're, we're feeling great because then it doesn't become authentic so there's a there is a balance to that um but yeah sometimes I look back and I just think oh man how on earth do we do it how how it like it's there's such a divine creativity is what I call it about it that I think God just keeps even at a time of absolute desperation when we think oh man I have no idea what's next God really just comes through and just says oh what about this or or somebody comes up with with this idea and then we adapt it and we think oh yeah this is this really works or, or this is great or yeah so I think I think it's just it's just been that really a real sense of divine creativity along with my slightly craziness and have you had any ideas that you've come up with that you've tried to do and they're just flopped, they just failed? Like, have you got any kind of funny stories of ones that just didn't go to plan? Yeah, probably the best one was um, when Kanye West's album came out, uh, there, was, there was a lot of youth workers who, not, not to disrespect them, but I would say were less than hip or less than hip hop. And, and a lot of a lot of great friends of mine and suddenly there were there were people who had never done youtube videos before never listened to a kanye west album before in, in their lives but because kanye did a christian album suddenly these these cool hip youth workers were were doing were doing reviews on on this album and so youth for christ said to me ben we we want to do a uh, we want you to do a kanye west album review and i was like Okay, but the whole world is doing Kanye West album reviews. I don't, I'm not a particular, like, no disrespect to Kanye. I wasn't, I like some of his songs, but I'm not a huge Kanye fan. So why would it make sense suddenly because he's entered our world to do, to do an album review? So I went to, I went to Youth for Christ and I said, tell you what, you fly me to LA 
<laughs> and I'll spend I'll spend three days searching for Kanye and we'll do a video called searching for Kanye. And, and whilst I'm on the trip, we'll listen to the album and we'll review it and and all of this stuff. And that's that's the sort of level of craziness to my ideas. I'm yeah. like, right, fly me to L.A. And, and we'll go searching for Kanye and we'll go wait outside of a of a studio or if he's on a TV appearance, we'll go and hang out like like the, the fans do. <laughs> and um, it, that that idea got to to the final, final stage. And then they they sacked it off because of, obviously because of budget, but um, yeah. <laughs> that that would have been that would have been absolutely absolutely the one I think that would have just yeah it would have been class. <laughs> Wait, what what I've noticed just as you as you talk, you just talked a little bit about um this like um going after sort of like subscribers going after like effectively after likes on social media and stuff like that. Um, on one side and then there's this tension between that and sometimes what comes across and I think we all have this at times this bit of like imposter syndrome where you kind of like feel like oh how did I even get to this point like how did I manage to think of those ideas how did I do this and yet the other side of you that's like but I need these more I need more likes I need more subscribers in order to be in with this crowd or in order for Mm -hmm. like that you you, what you've basically done is sum up the whole tension that we all feel with social media on whole pretty Mm -hmm. much every day like how do you because you talked about just trying to remember why you do it like what what is there any like practical things that you would do or you would suggest to like a young person or someone listening like this is this is how you kind of keep on track this is how you don't get carried away with one one or the other mm. yeah i think the the most important thing for me is is reminding myself of the truth of of the gospel and the truth of the bible and and if i and it's the battle every morning, you know, do you wake up and do you reach for your phone and check your social medias because actually that's the thing that wakes you up or do you reach over and get your Bible and, and start your day with with the truth of who Jesus is and what he says about me? I think I, I still face that every single day. I've, I, I was in a really, really good routine this, at the, the start of this year and, and then the, the last 10 days have totally thrown me out of, of that and, I've, and, I, and I, you know, I have to get back to a place where I where I remind myself of, of the truth. And, and I see it in my daily life when I haven't spent time with Jesus, when I haven't picked up his word, when I haven't allowed it to, to settle on my heart, then the truth of the world rings tr- like loud and it, and, it, and it speaks truth to me. And, and so suddenly I start to think my worth is in the likes and my worth is in what I post and, oh, hang on, that video hasn't, hasn't done as well or um, I'm a bit disappointed in, in the way that this has gone or, or our engagement on social media has gone down. Like, I wonder if people are noticing. That's often the, the one that, that you get. You know, you can, I can deal with my own stuff and me noticing all oh, stuff's gone down. But what if, what if somebody comes onto a page and sees we've got 10 likes on a post, whereas last time we got 50, like, what are they going to think of us? And so the, the most practical thing I can do, and it sounds, and I remember growing up and being like, oh yeah, you know, I'm not really a, I'm not really a great reader. I don't really read the Bible. I, you know, I find it hard. Like you have to like absolutely find time, find something that works, find something where you can remind yourself of the truth. I have, I have friends who I asked when I spoke about the vulnerability hangover at four o'clock, I've got friends that, that, that text me and they tell me that the truths of, of who I am and, and that's embedded in the gospel. And, and, and because I've set that up because I recognize there is a, a deep sense of loneliness or, or, or I can get caught up in, Oh, hang on. It's been up for an hour and it's only got three views. Like, what does this mean for me? Am I, am I done? And I think when I have those people that, 
that notice that, that think, oh, Ben's been quiet recently. Is, is everything okay? And they check in and they and they remind me of the truth of, of, of the gospel and who, who Jesus is. I'm part of a, a great local church who, who do that exceptionally well. They know my role. They they understand it. I'm part of a community group. So yeah, I'm, I'm plugged into community and I'm, and I'm also every single day reminding myself of the truth of, of the gospel and of what of who Jesus is and what he says about me. So what one like one kind of final final question really, um, and and it's kind of linked to, to the previous one. It, you you've given up social media, is that right? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm the person, digital evangelist that that isn't on social so, media. Yeah. <laughs> you you use intro social media, YouTube, all those things. But at the mm. beginning of this year, am I right in saying that you stopped all personal social media? Yeah, um, yeah, I did. What what was the motivation behind that? And, and, and why yeah i think i think there's there's probably two levels to it one is is the tension that that tim just spoke about the fact that that we get caught up in in the world of likes and we get caught up in in what people think about us and 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 the consistency of oh i have to post after all the weather's bad i know i'll find a picture from when i was in dubai two years ago and i'll post that like there's such a there's such a, 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 a almost like a nag and a, and a draining feeling that, that social media can have on you. And I think I came to this decision that actually I can separate work and I can separate personal. So work is okay. I, I know my role. I know my, my job is more than a job. It's, it's for the kingdom. And so I want to keep doing that. So I'll stay on, on, on the social medias. And again, I cut back massively. I, I only had Instagram on my iPad because I knew I picked it up less than my phone. And so, you know, there were all these things that I put in place to, to spend less time on, on those platforms when I was working. And so work has, has carried on in a sense of, of, you know, the YouTube and the Instagram and other things. But, but for me, I was, I actually, uh, um, I, I got TikTok in November last year and just, I found it so difficult because there's such a pull you get TikTok is the fastest growing pl platform. It's not the biggest, but it is the fastest growing and you see quick success. And so it floods your ego very, very quickly. And so it took me, it took me eight or nine years to get 2000 followers on Instagram on TikTok. I did it overnight with one video that, that went viral. It got a million views in, <clears throat> it went, it went, it got a million views in 48 hours and it was just me winding up my boss. And it, and it just, you know, American TikTok started joining in and, and we got all these comments like, oh, I love the accents. And, and, and suddenly when you're refreshing your, your feed all the time and, and you're starting to get likes and you're starting to, it, it does something to you that, that boosts you. And then the next time you post a video and you only get 300 views, suddenly you're like, oh, no, I need to delete that and I'll re-upload it at a different time. And, and so it started to control my life. And it started to, to take over. And, and that's where I was going to get my truth. And TikTok is, is incredibly, incredibly dangerous uh, in terms of, I'll be, I'll be very real for a moment. If you're scrolling through TikTok and suddenly you're on football TikTok and you see Arsenal score a great goal and then you swipe to another one and it's a girl dancing provocatively in a bikini. If you pause on TikTok for a moment, even as a man, if I stumble and think, if I'm swiping through and then I swipe back because I'm like, oh man, what did I just miss out on? If I swipe back, TikTok algorithm knows that you've swiped back to it. And so suddenly it starts to flood the rest of your feed with things that it thinks you want to see. And actually it became so unhelpful for me as a man to strive for purity and strive for holiness 
that I had this tension of I'm getting more and more popular on TikTok. I've grown in a number of weeks what I have in a number of years on other platforms. My brother has always said, Ben, you're ideal for TikTok because you're crazy and you're silly and you would grow very, very quickly. And he's he's almost at a million uh, followers on TikTok. And so him posting about me would would help me grow. And so suddenly I was faced with this with this battle in my mind of what am I going to do here? Am I going to continue to pursue the, the fame of the world or am I going to pursue purity and holiness for my own for my own relationship with Jesus? And it was the hardest decision. It was, you know, for, for months I knew I had to do it. And it was only at, at, at New Year. In fact, I made a decision that I'd come off social media at New Year, but I didn't even last that long. On, on Boxing Day, I was like, I have to break this. Like I have to step away from it and I have to to cut off all of the, the, the world, what the world says is good and, and what makes you feel good and and what success looks like and purely on the basis that I want to live more pure and more holy. And that is that is a battle every single day. Just because I came off TikTok, that doesn't go away. But actually it it flipping helps when you haven't got stuff popping up on your on your phone that that you know straight away links to to other things and you think oh my goodness like what is happening here so yeah for me as honestly and as and as open as I can be was just that battle and and really wanting to to hone in on my own personal holiness not not because I'm a super spiritual guy and not because I'm because God told me to but because because I I, want to live for Jesus like that's the be all and end all. And there's nothing, there's nothing exceptionally special about it. Like, obviously it's incredible to live for Jesus, but it's so difficult. The pull to be back on TikTok, the pull from the world to download the app and just, oh, there's a, there's a cracking video that, that has come up from three years ago that would be perfect for TikTok that would take off, you know, that pull every single day, but actually the, the pull of all, oh, where's my holiness in this where's my purity like those things have to be bigger and only can be bigger when i'm reminding myself of the truth of who jesus is and what he says about me thank thank you for that that's that is amazing and it's and it's such a challenge for for us as as a as a, as a team who are are looking at explore and are, and are going we want this to have an impact for the kingdom we want this to have a make a difference but we we don't want to be caught up in that whole yeah. world of likes and, yeah, yeah yeah um but no thank you so much for joining us yeah. um, today it's been so good to chat to you um to learn from you to hear some funny stories um and we are so excited to share it with you guys on the on the listeners so thank you for joining us we we love what you do as well it's really cool man so uh, you've got three big fans here yes. and, um, <laughs> thanks yeah, cheering you on um is there anything like you like in terms of like pointing people in the direction of like what you do do you want do you want to just kind of share a little bit of that yeah so that's so so you can go to youtube.com forward slash intro outro or you can search intro outro in your in your search bar on youtube uh you can go to at intro outro yt uh, which is YouTube uh, on um, Instagram. You can find us on there. Um, so yeah, we're on we're on Instagram. If you're a bit older and you use Facebook, we're on Facebook as well, uh, and on Twitter. But we don't we rarely use it. But um, yeah, we're across most social media platforms. But YouTube is where you'll find us most active, and and that's where that's where we're at. And, and stay, go and check them out, and um, be ready for a fish tank video yes. very very soon, um, and we'll we'll, we'll take credit for it. I'm joking. <laughs>
Um, but no, thank, thank you so much, Ben. And we are so glad that you could join us and we'll see you very soon. Thanks for listening. And check us out on Instagram at underscore explore faith or on YouTube at explore faith. Or go straight to our website, www.explorefaith.online.